Hello and welcome to The Consistency Project with E.C. Sinkowski. My name is Patrick Cummings, and every episode I have the privilege of having a discussion with E.C. on subject matters that range from nutrition to fitness to the choices we can all make to live a healthier, more functional life. By exploring both the principles at play and the actions worth carrying out as a result, it's our goal to get you thinking, get you moving, and get you taking more consistent steps toward optimizing your well-being. Thank you so very much for tuning into the show this week. I'll stop talking like this. Now, we've got something fun for you. I'm just here for a quick introduction. EC visited us up in the Boston area about a month or so ago and joined us on another podcast that I have called Chasing Excellence. She joined Ben and I to answer a whole bunch of our listener questions, including one about how to sell transformational coaching in a world that is often selling sizzle, and sex and things that perhaps are not as realistic as you and I know they are. We also flipped the question around toward the end and talked a little bit about why we are often so susceptible to falling for the shortcuts and the easy answers, even when we know that it's rarely the case that shortcuts work. Okay, so without further ado, here is myself and Ben, and EC. Enjoy. We have a question from Kristen. Uh, and so I wanted to start with this question, but hopefully maybe get to a couple different angles on it. Uh, she asks, I pivoted recently, or she says, I pivoted recently and resigned from working in dental wellness into health coaching and helping others feel uh, better from the inside out. I'm seeking advice on how to market transformational coaching when the rest of the online space is so loud with quote unquote weight loss and quote unquote get jacked. My mission is to empower my clients through coaching them on what it feels like to nourish our mind and body with the five factors and practices like stress management and self-care. I use macros to ensure they're eating enough real foods and, uh, and healthy ingredients. My mission isn't super sexy, but as you know, it works. How would you market this mission in once uh, in a statement against all the other noise? So I want to I want to start there because that's the I mean to, to agree me too. But like that's what we do, right? Is is we enter into this place where there is a lot of noise. There's a lot of people saying things are easier than they are, faster than they are, but we know that they're not, right? With optimized me, me nutrition, and I joke about this all the time. You're literally like fruit and vegetables marketing department. It's just like EC's out there, she's <laughs> doing her best, right? And CrossFit in general, yeah. fitness in general, uh, functional movements in general, are harder to sell than six weeks fat blast, et cetera, et cetera. So I wanted to start there, and then I'd like to, if we can, kind of flip it and say, from the I don't know what it's called, from the consumer perspective, how do we make sure we're not falling for the easy when the answer isn't the easy, the answer isn't the convenient, the answer isn't the answer we'd like, but it's perhaps the the one we need, right? So let's start with the first thing first. Let's actually start with Kristen's uh, question. I'll start with you, EC. Mm. How do you think about? That? I mean, I know you think about it. We've talked about it a lot. Um, how do you think about selling the fundamentals in a world that seems to want tactics and tricks and hacks? Yeah, um, they. You certainly are up against a lot in terms of like the social media alg algorithm. And uh, you might not get as many likes and all of that stuff, but your people are out there because they are frustrated with the hacks and the gimmicks. And so you just have to be true to your message. Like there is not a single transformational pick on my social media. Yep. You know, I never post photos of what people look like before and after. And I don't want to say that that's bad because there certainly is a motivation there and, and that is fine, you know, so long as it's achieved through the methods people are recommending. Yep. But, um, you know, your people are out there, they're, they're frustrated. So you just sell your voice. And that's the best thing about this is then you will attract the clients who want that. 
You know what I mean? Like you don't want the client who wants the supplement because mm-hmm. that's, <laughs> you know, that's a, something that's not what you sell and also not going to work for them in the long term. Mm-hmm. So I know it feels like you're, you know, well, fighting the ocean or something like that, but really you're just going to attract the people who want your services and that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what well, I, I think we could start with why does the transformation, why does the six pack, why does the, why does that, why does that work? Mm-hmm. And yes, it's people want the quick thing, but they, the aesthetic aspect of this thing is built into our biology. So we as human beings are attracted to certain things because it used to represent levels of health. And every animal in the animal kingdom is this. Gazelles, when they're trying to find a mate, bounce up really high to go like, look how spry and athletic and healthy I am. And they go, oh my gosh, look at that. They don't go look at the legs on that one, but they go, (laughs) but that's where we are. We see, you know, broad shoulders and narrow waist represented a level of functional and physical health. That's the way we would, that's the way we would kind of hierarchical pick our our mates and Mm -hmm. the to, in order for evolution to happen, this is across all species, the healthiest among us would get first choice of mates and they would propagate a healthier next generation. So this idea of um, something's wrong with that is actually wrong. It actually is, it's going to, it's always going to work mm-hmm. for the majority because it does represent something beyond just the like, oh damn, look at, yeah. I wish I had that. It is built into us. Mm-hmm. True. So then from that aspect, knowing that, and by the way, it's just, it's gone too far, yeah. right? That's the whole thing is you don't need to have like, you don't need to be able to count the veins in your, you know, in your hip flexors, right. you know? <laughs> <laughs> to, to be able to like, um, to be healthy. healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So what do we need to be able to do? And it's, I couldn't agree more with EC. It's be true to yourself and be true to your own voice and you will find the right people mm-hmm. because the people that are going on that, uh, lack of a better term, but uh, the more shallow aspect of this are not going to be, um, a long-term successful client because they're going to be wanting something else. It's what we've talked about before is we want, you need alignment of values. Mm-hmm. So if you're, your coaching is transformative, not transactional, but you're promoting the transactional thing, you're gonna get the transactional clients, mm-hmm. the people that don't want a deeper level or willing to do the work type aspect of this. Now, having said that, I, I think that you're doing this at a very high in, in integrity level. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's the right word, you know, like not even showing the before mm-hmm. and afters. That's not because you don't have the results. Right, right. It's that's, that's not what you believe is, should be the goal right. of the program. Yeah. And the goal for your program is sustainable yep. um, habits yep. that you can do for the long time. And, you know, it's going to take a long time because it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I feel like it has to start with, um, uh, was it Kristen? Kristen, yeah. Kristen, actually said it somewhere in there is like, how do I, Mm. um, and she said, can you read what she said? How do I coach with, or how do I advertise? Yes. Mm. Hold on. Um, how would you market this mission in a statement against all the other noise? Is that what you mean? Uh, no, before that, I think it was probably. I'm seeking advice on how to market transformational coaching when the rest of the online space is so loud with weight loss and get jacked. 
Okay. So what is your, tra- that would be the thing is like, what do you define as transformational coaching? So let's put some words to that. And there is your mission statement. Mm-hmm. So if transformational coaching to you is um, understanding, like if it's, if it's understanding the person, if it's, you're like an emotional coach and you'd be there to support them through that, then advertise that. If you're more of the foundation, like EC is, here is the really black and white X's and O's of, of healthy eating. Advertise exactly what you are. EC is so clear in terms of her messaging of what it is that she delivers as a coach. That's really easy for the audience to go and go, oh, this is probably a product market fit. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me think of something. I worked with a gym a little while ago. And one of their beliefs is they wanted to move away from the before and after stuff. Mm. They're like, they, we did that. It doesn't feel real. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it's us. It doesn't feel. And, and I pushed back on it a little bit because I think one of the things that's really important, kind of a little bit to your point, Ben, is I think it's important to recognize that some people have a certain definition of what they're looking for. Like they have a certain definition of what success is. And especially for a gym, I think, I think it lives inside of the world of a coach as well as if you never speak to that definition of success, what's more likely to happen than not is they're going to think, oh, that's not, they're not for me because mm-hmm. they don't recognize, they're not empathetic to the fact that I think my problem is I need to lose 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. When maybe we know that the problem is probably much more complex and the solution is much more complex and a little bit slower, et cetera. But to that person who's just looking and saying, I wonder if this coach, I wonder if this gym is for me. And there's no mention of Again, whatever Before it is, right? You. Exactly. Or it could just be weight loss. It could be the whatever, whatever language, whatever that thing is that, again, to your point, like there are like we're looking for it to a degree, right or wrong. So I'm just curious, like, is there a is there a middle ground where you can or you have spoken to, I don't know what's called within kind of the surface level things, mm-hmm. just simply to say, like, I get you. I understand that this is a problem or a challenge or a barrier to you. Let, let that kind of get them in the door and then you can talk to them about the more transformational, more foundational stuff. Yeah. I mean, I certainly talk about weight loss. I mean, I would probably say 90% of my post. It's yeah. just that I don't use it with pictures. And one of the reasons I, I, again, I'm not against before and after, especially if it's achieved through the means that you're recommending, right? Like, great, more power to you. I'm not against them. But what I find with some clients, a good percentage of them is that in their mind, they've associated the cover of muscle and fitness, that that is the only way to be healthy. And what we find is that body fat percentages can be much higher than that. That, And so they have to get clear in their mind what their goal is. If they're telling me I truly just want health, but they want to look like they have a six pack, okay, those aren't necessarily in line with each other. They're not necessarily at odds, but you can also achieve health without that. So I like to not present the photo in the sense that I am not defining what it is. I can give you the guidelines and then you're going to set your goal. And that if it's not the cover of muscle and fitness and that's your goal, great. Then that's what I'm going to help you get. And so that's why I kind of keep away from the photos only because I don't want to pigeonhole them into that. This is the only way to look from mm-hmm. this. Right. Mm-hmm. Have you, yeah. How have you guys de- dealt with that? Here I, at so I, um, we've had before and after photos yeah, for a those. long yeah. time. And I think if you're going to do them, as long as you if, if your clientele is the spectrum, because if you are, if everyone in the after looks like they're ready to walk onto stage yeah. in a bikini, right. then that's, right. most people are going to go, exactly. well, that's what success is then. That's what I need to and get to. Exactly. But what I liked about the way that we did it in the past was we had the spectrum. We had yeah. the people that lost, you know, that were 300 pounds that were now 200 pounds. Yeah. We had the people that were, um, you know, maybe, um, 30 or 40 pounds overweight that are now at a good, healthy, ideal weight. So as long as you're kind of the afters 
or the way yeah. that you're defining health mm-hmm. and not tipping the scale over too far, unless that's your market. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if you are in the market of getting people ready for shows, totally. then that's what you should you show. And I, I do like pictures in the sense that um, the proof is in the pudding. Mm-hmm. Like I can deliver results. Like this is true, real... People more so they don't want to they don't want to hear what we think of ourselves, right? Testimonials go so far. They want to hear what their friends think of you. Well, that's challenging to do in most situations. So um, a testimonial with a before and after shows like, hey, I am at least so in terms of the levels of leadership, you have to show results before you can get to the next thing. You have to prove to people if you want to raise up the ranks and get people to buy into you more. You have to show them that you can get results as long as the results are in line with the way you, you define yeah. success and the, the before is something that they can identify with. That's kind of the key metrics there. It also yeah. makes me think if we talked about, I mean, this is many years ago, we talked about it, but one of the things you you would say when somebody would come into the gym, right? Like, let's just say, you know, somebody came in and said, you know, I just, I really want to lose weight and, and look better in the bikini. The answer is is not. Oh, that's that's not a, that's not a good goal. That's not realistic. We're not here to, we're not right. here to tell. But instead, what it's saying totally amazing. And here's let me talk to you about how we do that here, yep. or how we'll get you there. Right? It's not a judgment of one goal versus the other, but right. it's a recognition that if you're being honest to yourself, you can take that, you can be empathetic to that, and you can say, okay, let me talk to this person in a way that they'll hear you, yeah. in a way that they'll understand, so that you can get that buy, beginning to get that buy-in. Um, no, I totally. I mean, I just started to add no, no, on to that, but um, I totally agree with that. Like if somebody comes to me and they want to be that degree of leanness, I will tell you how to get there. I have no problem with that as a goal. But um, again, I find that we can make assumptions about what, you know, when people say weight loss, if you have in your mind that everyone should be like the six pack, it's like, well, that doesn't necessarily square with, with reality of what's necessary. Right. So it's interesting. I think there is a middle ground there, but I, I like what you said, showing the representation. Is a good way to go about it. I want to I want to pivot just a little bit because I did want to kind of flip this around, and you spoke to it uh, already a bit, but I want to see if we can't uh, unpack it a little bit more. But just on the 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 again the consumer side, the the person out there looking for a solution to a particular problem they have, and one of the things it's funny. I was just reading this yesterday. I, I don't know if you, either of you have read this book. It's called The Psychology of, uh, of Money uh, by Morgan Housel, and I was just reading it yesterday. And obviously, this is not about money, but I found. As I was reading this, because this conversation was going to be in the back of my, it was in the back of my head. I read a chapter he called "When You'll Believe Anything," and he's got two principles in there uh, about the power of stories. And again, this is a book about money, so this is the power of stories to affect the economy. But as I was reading, I was like, "This is so applicable to what we're talking about here." So I just want to give just super high level of what this chapter is about. This is kind of two main principles. The first is that the more you want something to be true, the more likely you are to believe a story that overestimates the odds of it being true. And he talks about something he calls an appealing fiction. Uh, And he says, the bigger the gap between what you want to be true and what you need to be true to have an acceptable outcome, the more you are uh, protecting yourself from falling victim to an appealing fictional or, or an appealing fiction. So in other words, the bigger the gap between those two things, the less likely you are to fall for an appealing fiction. And then the second principle is, everyone has an incomplete view of the world, but we form a complete narrative to fill in the gaps. Mm. And it just strikes me that like when we say yes to the six week thing, when we say yes to the, 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 the fast track version, version of whatever we're looking for, a lot of times it is that appealing fiction. It, a lot of times it is letting ourselves believe something because we really want it to be true versus what maybe if we were really honest with ourselves, we'd recognize 
oh, that's too easy. That's too fast. It's, it can't be that simple. Mm. Thoughts, appealing fiction, especially was the thing that popped up to me. Cause that to me feels like what we fall victim to. We do. Yeah. I mean, I, it, I don't, I don't know how else to say it, but oftentimes it's just sort of like, it's probably going to be, especially if you've tried a bunch of this stuff. I think yeah. that's the other thing too. You kind of have to catch yourself. It's like, haven't I done a bunch of these different things that haven't led me anywhere? Mm. Like that needs to be our kind of idea that we're not on the right path. Like I've done a bunch of these six weeks, you know, don't eat at this time and only mm. eat this food with this thing. Like maybe there's something else <laughs> more comprehensive going on. Um, and so, yeah, it's almost like calling yourself out a little bit. And yeah. I say this a lot with my, my master class. I think most of nutrition is knowing yourself and calling yourself yeah. out. I was you know? just going to say <laughs> self-awareness. The self-awareness of just being like, yeah, I'm just trying to get around this again, aren't I? Yeah. It's, it's funny. It's a little bit harkens back to your, your woo-woo-ness with your, mm -hmm. with your back, right? Like totally. I've done this for 10 years. Yeah. At what point will I sit down and say, maybe, the, solu maybe the solution looks like the opposite of what I've been trying. Slow learner. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're alone. <laughs> Thoughts? Um, I take it from the perspective of somebody walking to a CrossFit gym. Yeah. Right. And it's, um, I don't think a lot of people tell them I don't think it's the norm mm -hmm. to that people tell themselves the narrative of like, if I can, and of course we hear it, but I don't, well, if I just work really hard for these next six months, I'm going to go to the CrossFit games or I'm going to look like a CrossFit games athlete. I think people, I think that, uh, the majority of people that walk through those doors understand the level of work that's going to be required mm. to, um, lose 10, 15, 20, 30 pounds to drop one, two, three, 5% body fat to put on five, 10, 15, 25 pounds on their back squat. Um, and if they don't understand it when they're walking through the door, they certainly do at the end of month one. Mm -hmm. And I would say that that's kind of part of the idea is it's, we can get so caught up into the stories before we take step one. Mm. But once you've taken step one, I think that there's obviously a new data point that helps tell a new narrative and we take steps two, three, four, and five. And if it's a six weeks to uh, six weeks to a six pack, and if I just, you know, if you just do apple cider vinegar every night at 445, you'll have a six pack. Um, well, after you do that for day one, two, three, and weeks one, two, three, four, and you haven't seen the results, um, I think it's getting to know yourself, but also being uh, realistic with the both the prescription, like is the prescription wrong um, or is your commitment to the prescription wrong? Mm. And are you just not doing what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Mm -hmm. So if you're not seeing results going to a CrossFit gym, I don't think the prescription's wrong. Mm -hmm. I don't think that you're putting the work in either inside or outside the gym to see the results. Cause we see this a lot and they fill in their own narrative and not necessarily about um, the efficacy of the program, but, uh, or maybe they didn't know exactly, that's exactly what they do. They go to a CrossFit gym and they go two to three times a week and they don't see results after two to three months. And they go, it doesn't, it's not real. It doesn't work. It's not what do you think. Well, you didn't follow you the didn't prescription. The program. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You need the program. In a hundred words of fitness, I think it's the third line in it is, uh, five to six days a week. Yeah. That's a, I just, I really like, this is the, it's what we try to do as much as possible at CrossFit New England is this is the top line of our prescription is 
we, yes, we have the five factors and we talk and we try to operationalize all of the five factors. Well, the most that we have the most ownership and most influence over is the train category. Yeah, of course. What is the first level? What is the first line of that prescription? It is five or six days a week. Meaning if you're not coming to the gym five or six days a week, all of like, yes, we can't guarantee you results. That's the only way, the only way I can guarantee you results, and I can, is if you come five or six days a week. Mm -hmm. If we're doing that, now we're actually playing the game. And now we can teach you how to play the game even better. But until that happens, you haven't sat down at the table. You're still looking over the shoulder of somebody else playing the game. Mm. So this is where I think that the the if you want to create narratives, about the efficacy of a program, you have to really do the program. It would be the same thing with EC's program. Yeah. Well, if you're if you're doing it, but kind of doing it tangentially yeah. and you're sort of doing yeah. it. Like, Dipping your toes in. Yeah, like, I'm, <laughs> like, uh, uh, like I had a strawberry today. <laughs> like that's not yeah. the program. Yeah. Well, yeah. I did 100 grams. I did, I think I did 800 grams. Right. Like, <laughs> that's not the program. Exactly right. And it's not, I did 800 grams for a week. Right. Not yeah, the exactly right. Not the program. Yeah. So we need to make sure that we are, um, uh, is it is it our compliance or yeah. is it the program? Mm -hmm. And if it's our compliance, it might not be that we're wrong. It might be that you're following the wrong program for you. Mm. Like there's a lot of ways to get, CrossFit's not the only way to get healthy and fit. It's not. Mm -hmm. So if you're having a really, really, really hard time coming into the gym five or six days a week, maybe CrossFit's not for you. But to EC's point, if you tried CrossFit, spin, trail running, yoga, and you can't do anything for five or six days a week, it's time for you to start doubling down on your own self-assessment and go, maybe I'm just not committed to this. Maybe I don't have the discipline. Maybe there's something I need to kind of like look inside a little bit more because I can't commit to any of these things. Mm -hmm. What, what is that? What is the kind of like, you're not coming in five to six days a week version of nutrition look like in your mind, DC? Like, what is the, what have, yeah. what have you found to be, well, I'm doing the thing, but yeah. what, what comes after the butt? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, most of the stuff for people's goals, even health and performance, so not just weight loss comes down to too many processed goodies in the diet. They're, yeah. they're so calorically dense. They add up so fast um, that you can be doing the 800 gram challenge and still slamming a pint of ice cream every night. So that would that would be like, yeah, I'm doing it. And it's like, you're not mm -hmm. really doing it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And so, but yeah, you can achieve some really good nutrition results not being perfect. I don't like to put numbers on it, but you can throw one or two days a month, you know, and not have, and not really derail your goals. But it's when those pint of ice creams sneak in multiple times a week. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. Love that. All right, anything else on this topic before we wrap it up? No, I would just do the same thing. It's like, it just like, like it's the same thing with the times in the gym, right? Like, coming in five or six times a week, as long as that's the norm. Well, if there's a week and there's been plenty of weeks where you don't come in at all, that's okay. Get back on the horse five or six times a week. And then there's a week where you only get in three times. That's okay as well. You just want it to be the, the majority of your actions follows the prescription. And really it's like, where are you on that scale? Are you a super user? Like you're the best patient ever. You're always five or six days a week. That probably isn't the best patient because you're probably sacrificing other stuff. Mm -hmm. Are you compliant or are you non-compliant? And just kind of figure out where you are and not this week, but averaged across, it's really averaged across your yeah. lifespan, but just kind of like, where are you this month? Thank you so much for tuning in to the show this week. Thank you so much for your ratings and your reviews. 
If you know somebody who might like The Consistency Project, please do consider sharing it with them. It is the best way to help us continue to grow the show so that we can continue to do the show. Thank you in advance. EC and I will be back for another episode of The Consistency Project next week. Thanks as always for tuning into the show. I'm sure at this point you've heard me talk about the 800 gram challenge and lazy macros, but if you're not really sure what they are or you want to get started on them with a little bit more guidance, I wanted to let you know that I have eBooks on both of these programs. And these eBooks are not just some nine or 10 page document that you flip through in a couple minutes. Instead, they are a comprehensive resource, not only for the why behind these methodologies, but also the how. So you're gonna get answers to questions like, does the glycemic index matter? Or why is protein good for health? As well as tips and strategies, like how do you make the day successful? And what do you do when you go out to a restaurant? What are some meal ideas? These eBooks have it all. So head on over to optimizemenutrition.com slash 800G for the 800 gram challenge or slash lazy macros for the lazy macros eBooks. The links are also in the show notes and you'll get a bundle discount for both. Again, it's optimizemenutrition.com slash 800G or slash lazy macros to get started. One final note, both the 800 gram challenge and lazy macros are registered trademarks. So if you're looking to run a challenge at your gym or with a specific group or a corporate wellness program, contact me through my website or at info at optimize me, for your options.